And a good Thursday morning, friends. Here we are at the top of the 8 o'clock hour. Every Thursday from 8 to 9 a.m., I bring a guest on the air. We talk about work and life and food and fun. And my guest this morning, well, has got all of those things in great abundance. It's Dave Lieber from Dave's Backyard Skewers. Good morning, Dave. Hey, good morning, Adam. Thanks for having me on. Oh my gosh, man. My absolute pleasure. Uh, I stumbled across your, uh, I guess we'll call it a restaurant, uh, kind of by accident about a week ago. And how, how long has it been open, Dave? Um, as of this last weekend, we've been open all of five days. Okay. So yeah, I pretty much stumbled across your place on just about opening day, I think. Um, can <laughs> you, but we're going to get into a lot more detail on the Again, I don't quite know if I should call it a restaurant, but we're going we're gonna to get into a lot more detail on the spot a little later on in the show. But can you just kind of um, uh, describe it for listeners? What exactly uh, is Dave's Backyard Skewers? Uh, in a nutshell, it's a kind of like restaurant slash mobile food cart where we're, we're uh, selling a, a Chinese-style meat skewer, chicken, beef, and lamb, um, and giving everybody a chance to kind of get together and eat only social distance and stay outside. So um, kind of like a weird food, not a weird food spot, but kind of like a, a unique, different food experience over in Cochecton. Um yeah, I don't know. Is that that's, kind of sum it up? I think that's pretty good. It's, it's I mean, it's it's like a it's like a backyard barbecue at your house practically. Uh, yeah, yeah, but, but exactly. You're you're able to hope, well, hopefully, we'll knock on wood, pay pay a few of your bills uh, by running this spot. So I want to talk about what the heck inspired you to start up a little backyard food joint. But I want to kind of get the backstory first, figure out how you got to this point. Now, um, you know, when I hear your voice, I hear just. Just a little twinge of maybe Midwest. Are you from that neck of the woods? <laughs> yes, I am. I'm from Wisconsin originally. Okay, all right. Cheese country, very good, and cattle country too. I think is that right? Mm-hmm. A lot of dairy, a lot of lot of beef, a lot of everything out there. A lot uh-huh. of farming. So yeah, farming, agriculture, very important in Wisconsin, <laughs> and actually here in Pennsylvania too. So I got to kind of figure out how you got from Wisconsin to you know uh, Sullivan, Catskills, Northeast Pennsylvania, neck of the woods. But when you grew up in Wisconsin, was that also where you did high school? Um, kind of, sort of, um, I was, you know, I grew up outside of Milwaukee, about 20 minutes north of the, the big city, as we called it. And, um, you know, a little bit of a troublemaker when I was a kid. So mom said it'd be better if I went to school with her, where she taught a preparatory school in River Hills, just outside of Milwaukee. Okay. So, so rather than go to the big public high school, you got mm-hmm. m- mom kind of dragged you to the prep school kicking and screaming, was it? Or, or did you go, you know, without a fight? <laughs> Uh, you know, I rode with her every day, um, every morning to school, and it was there was some kicking and screaming, but you know, it was all for the good. She knew it was up, so um, I'm very grateful for it. But yeah, we kicking and screaming, and um, a suit and a tie. Oh, <laughs> that, uh, oh. A sport coat and a tie every day. Oh, that sounds like torture, practically. But but let me ask you this though: a prep school. I mean, a prep school generally will will prepare you for college and do a darn good job of it. So, do you feel like you walked out of that school with a pretty good education under your belt? I had a fantastic education, um, incredible teachers. It was awesome. And yeah, I was prepared for college and actually went, uh, applied to school, got into school. And then after about a year of being at a nursing school, discovered that I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life. Wait, so ner- nursing is not your passion, Dave? No, no, I was a misdirected youth. So <laughs> I, I kind of blindly chose a school. It was a state school. It was close to my friends who were going to school in Wisconsin. Um, it was more about proxy, I think, uh, than it was about really getting a, a career, you so, know? So you, you sort of did not quite know what you wanted to be when you grew up, but you kind of needed, you knew that you needed to kind of do the college thing. 
Yeah, that's exactly it. So, but it, so a year later, so this actually, I'm always interested in, you know, when it doesn't work out because boy, isn't that life, right? Um, so, you know, a year in, it didn't quite work out. What happened? Um, a year in, yeah, just like it was after a year, you know, it just wasn't, it wasn't me. It definitely, the school wasn't me. I wasn't finding my independent academia of, uh, rhythm. So I was kind of like all over the place and, um, yeah, I just I just just wasn't feeling it at the time. I needed to have that. Uh, what do they call that a skip year? Yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> a, ga- a gap year. They call it in the UK. Gap yeah. Year. yeah. 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 A gap year. We didn't have those back then when I was a kid. It was basically you graduated high school and you had to go to college and then have a career. Right? right. And then I think you and I both know that that is not exactly the way it works for everybody on the planet. So okay, so no. you 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 know a year a year into the nursing school thing, it did not quite work out. What happened next? Um, I went back from Minnesota, back to my hometown, moved back in with mom, um, and then kind of bounced around from, you know, these odds and odd and end jobs, uh, temp services and this and that, uh, and finally wound up at a, a Dodge dealership selling parts. Okay. All right. So far, I am absolutely not connecting this with Dave's backyard skewers, but you know what? You know, everybody's story has kind of a couple of hops, skips and jumps across the map. Okay. So Dodge dealership working the parts counter. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. So far I'm interested, but then, then what? Well, I think that was it. I, I had to prove to myself I could keep a job for a year because at this point I was like 22, 21, 22, and I was getting kind of freaked out. Like maybe I can't hold a job. So I made myself keep that job for a year I got it. I did. I stayed there for a year. I got a quarter an hour raise. So I was offered seven twenty five and point oh five. Yeah, seven uh, at point oh five percent commission on every Dodge oil filter I sold. Oh, big money! And that and that was catalytic for me to go find something else. So I called up my sister who had a degree from UW Madison um, in theatrical arts, and I said, "Hey, what do you know about uh, the ice capades?" Because she had some friends. And, and she stuck her neck out and got me a job, and I joined the. I basically, proverbially joined the circus or joined the ice capades and started uh, touring. I was kind of like, <laughs> hang on, so you, so so college for nursing didn't work out. You got yourself a job mm-hmm. at a Dodge dealership, and then you started working on the ice capades. Yeah, yeah. As what, a carpenter. As, oh, as, as a, a carpenter. carpenter. Okay, so you were not a, you were not a professional skater, Dave. No, no. I mean, a lifelong hockey player, but yeah. no, I didn't have the, uh, not a very graceful uh, individual. I'm 6'4 and kind of lanky, so it was, yeah, not pretty. <laughs> okay, so, but, so Ice Capates as a carpenter. Now, now, where did you have, where did you pick up the sort of carpentry skills? Uh, you know, growing up in the Midwest is a lot like growing up around here, I bet you. So we were always wrenching on cars and build, we had to build stuff. That's just kind of where I came from. So um, I always knew how to turn a wrench and uh, joining the the circus during the ice capades was building trust and like kind of like a rock and roll show thing. So I knew how to work the tools and uh, like to work with my hands. So it kind of came naturally. Okay. So you're sort of, you're sort of building sets as a, as it were for, for, you know, Disney on ice or whatever, right? Yeah, exactly. Okay. Okay. So how long does this last? And that lasted about two and a half, three years, you know, just long enough to cut my teeth into the, uh, the rock and roll and traveling entertainment scene you know what i mean like learn the vernacular learn how to talk learn how the you know all the tools in different departments worked and um yeah i kind of got that was kind of like the entry level so then after that i said well i want something else so i moved back to milwaukee to be a stagehand to be uh, sorry say one more time move back to milwaukee what now oh 
I moved back to Milwaukee to be a stagehand, so to work on the rock and roll shows that came to Milwaukee and to work on the theater shows that came into town. Oh, cool. So all of a sudden, you know, just, just ice capades, now you've got, you know, almost anything that comes through town, whether it's a rock and roll show or I, I can't imagine what else. Like, what, what, what sort of shows were you working on? Oh, I mean, from Prince to Metallica, doing spotlights for, uh, oh, God, uh, ladies and Alanis Morissette were some of the big acts. Like it was, it was basically just being like a roadie only a state local. Okay, cool, cool. And you, yeah, and you get to kind of work with rather than just work with one band on their tour across the country, you just stay put and all the bands kind of come to you. So that's kind of got to be a little nice too, but you get a variety in what you're working on and what you're, who you're working for. But are you with the same team the whole time? Yeah, it was the same team of local guys. So we we're kind of like the crew that they'd, they'd hire to help set up their, their lights and their trusses and their whole stages. Cool. Very cool. Yeah. Uh, any any scary stories from that? Did anybody like fall off a truss or anything like that? <laughs> no, I think I fell off a couple. Oh, no. Uh, no scary stories. Um, only one time I can remember that we were doing uh, New Kids on the Block. It was the Backstreet Boys. Oh, ah, cool. And they, it was a bigger uh, Milwaukee County Stadium, which was now Miller Park at that time. Um, and there was a chain hoist that was 40 feet in the air and I was about two feet away and I heard the sound of spooling chain oh. right behind me and oh. someone had let go of the chain <gasps> and it was piling up a very scary place to be when you hear that. But yeah. Thank God I was, uh, I was spared in that one. you got, you still got all your limbs attached. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Okay. All right. Good. Check. All right. Good. Um, okay. So, so you've now you've, you so you've started doing some kind of hands-on carpentry work, building. You're working around musicians and uh, performance artists and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And but you're still in Wisconsin at this point, right? Yeah, that's true. Still in Wisconsin. So what what brought uh, you out east? Well, I, I called up my sister again because now I wanted something better, and she had. Uh, well, your sister sounds on. like the lady to know, huh? Yeah, my sister's pretty wonderful. Um, <laughs> she she was uh, touring with a Broadway show uh, of, of The Graduate, of the old 60s movie. They made a Broadway show out of The Graduate? They made a Broadway show. Right. And uh, the, the tour she was doing was um, a with, with Morgan Fairchild as uh, Mrs. Robinson. So you may remember her from the old Navy commercials. I think Falcon's Crest. Someone's probably going to correct me on this. Oh, sure, sure. Um, and so she said she had a spot and so I became her assistant and that was my first taste of like really doing like theater and I got to go tour the country. Now I got to get into some of the nicer cities Ah. and some of the the nicer theaters. And you're working with the same show the whole time. So you start to learn the ins and outs of this thing, like the back of your hand probably. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that was, that was what kind of got the taste of, Hey, I want to, I think I want to go to New York. I think I want to try to make a living as a New York uh, backstage hand. Aha. Uh-huh. Okay. And presumably once you get to big city, there's also big city money that follows and yeah. well, probably also big city bills and big city rent and all that. But, uh, okay. So, so you wound up in New York city. That's well, yeah, basically yeah. I moved in. Um, she actually opened her doors to me upstate New York, um, uh, towards the, I guess, towards the Hudson river, Hudson uh-huh. Valley, yep, uh, yep. Marlboro, New York. Okay. And I, I started out there, and I was a super commuter for a while, and then I moved to, to Bushwick about 15 years ago, and I started trying to work my way onto Broadway. Okay, so uh, we're going to take a little break here. Now, my guest for Taste Test this morning, very cool guy, Dave Lieber, who uh, currently owns and operates Dave's Backyard Skewers. So we still have to figure out how Dave makes the turn from working professionally in New York City as a backstage hand on large major productions to running a backyard uh, food truck pop-up joint in the back of his house in Kashecton. This is going to be a good one. So Dave, stick around. Okay, we're going to take a little break. When we come back, we'll find 
find out a lot more about working behind the scenes in New York City and how you made your way up to the uh, Sullivan Catskills and Northeast PA neck of the woods to open a restaurant in your backyard. Taste Test Thursday continues in just a minute. And welcome back. Taste Test Thursday continues for our Thursday morning here on 95.3 DNH. I'm your host, Adam Owens, and my guest this morning on Taste Test is Dave Lieber from Dave's Backyard Skewers. Hi, Dave. Good morning. Hey. So so not only so your, your name is actually Dave, right? It's not just a clever name for the restaurant. No, yeah, that's about as clever as we get around. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, clever humor seems to be a cornerstone of your uh, business uh, here in here in this neck of the woods. So I want to talk a lot about that. But we were talking a little earlier about the sort of path that you took to get where you are now. Hmm. Last we left off, you're in um, you're living in Brooklyn. You're working in New York City, and you're working on like big Broadway shows, right? Yes, I well, kind of, sort of. I was working in the carpentry shops, building the big Broadway, sh- big Broadway shows. Okay. Um, so I was kind of way behind the scenes. So the carpentry shop, is that is that part of the venue where the show was produced, or is it a whole separate building somewhere in the city? Oh, we had a spot up in Yonkers. Oh. So, yeah, so we were working up at Yonkers, and the things went in the trucks, and then the, the local one stagehands would assemble everything and load them into the theaters. Aha. Okay. So you, you sort of prep the, the settings, you prep the sets for delivery and then mm-hmm. do you, you don't, you, someone else puts them together uh, sort of at the stage. Is that right? Yeah. Basically. Yeah. We, we tuck them together inside this big warehouse and we build everything and then we would paint it and ship it. Cool. And they would put it up. You know, it's sort of the way that they're building, you know, they're building prefab houses inside warehouses now, and that just affords them, and I'm I'm assuming it did you too, just a lot more flexibility and space and you can paint things without worrying about, I don't know, the rain starting to fall if you're doing it outside. Uh, mm-hmm. How many guys are, and gals, you know, working in a, you know, in a setting like that in Yonkers getting the, the getting the sets built? Uh, you know, hard to say, but I would say you probably have 20 to 40 people dedicated to any one production at a time. Wow. Um, and can you, so it's a, sorry, 20 to 40 folks, can you rattle off any of the, you know, any of the shows that you did sets for that we might know? Hmm. Um, well, there was Spam a lot, ah. which was early two thousands, which was super cool to work on. Nice. Um, we did. Um, I was really proud of um, Tarzan on Broadway, which Ooh. didn't last long, but I made a really cool uh, practical rope treehouse. Little kids were swinging off of apparently in the show. Cool. Uh, we did. I think White Christmas, a couple traveling shows of that. Uh, and Lion King, that was the coolest. Oh, we, yeah. all, we all worked on the Lion King, which was really neat because it was a lot of cool automation and set pieces. So, you know, um, it's, you know it would sort of seem like, uh, as, a, as a guy working building sets for Broadway, you would have absolutely no shortage of work. I mean, Broadway just really slams in New York City, and there's just always something new opening, and there's always something to do, I'm sure. But uh, Broadway went dark pretty early on in the COVID pandemic, right? It sure did. It and, sure did. That's just... Let me guess that affected you. Well, you know, it's funny. My story that that was a while back. I actually kind of had migrated because it was a tough nut to crack to get into that Broadway world. So I actually fell into TV and film production after that. Oh, okay. And, and so there was likewise though. We we kind of it was a very similar uh, circumstance. I mean, as far as the carpentry shops and what we did. So, but yeah, when the COVID came, that's when we all kind of, everybody went dark in the entertainment world. Oh, wow. So, yeah. So your job kind of, what did they, did they say, you know, we're going to pay you guys to take vacation for a couple of weeks or did they just say like, you guys are out of luck. You're on your own. How did that work? No, it was basically a combination. Uh, the lucky, lucky ones, um, we're going to say here, we're going to give you two weeks of like a severance pay. Yep. 
Um, and the other ones would say, "Yay, good luck. Wow. See when we see us. So it was, it was, it was very hard on a lot of people. That sounds like yeah, a huge challenge. And just like, really, it, it came out of the blue. I mean, we did not, nobody saw this coming the way that it, it, it really hit us. So, mm-hmm. so, okay. So here's, so here's Dave Lieber, uh, you know, whether or not you got your two weeks, you know, maybe severance, we won't talk, we won't talk about that part, but, uh, <laughs> what, what the heck did you do? Like what was going through your head? Not panicked. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. So after the panic, uh, then I think the next stage uh, was acceptance, and then um, then I tried to file for unemployment. So what we did is me and my 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 partner and girlfriend Jen, uh, we we moved. To, we were fortunate enough to have a little project house that we got uh, upstate in the uh, Sullivan County over in, in Cochecton, our, our spot, the front yard of Dave's backyard, and uh-huh. we kind of we pulled out and came up to our project house and um, tried to tried to figure out what we we're going to do and the unemployment was really difficult in new york and that's when we were kind of looking at each other like we need to come up with a plan okay all right so so how, how well it, let me let me let me skip ahead just a little bit was did the plan wind up being dave's backyard skewers and did okay it did. okay so so how did how on earth did that bubble up like from from your background i'm not I'm not seeing you know a lot of like culinary specialty based on what we've talked about. I'm sure there is some there. Uh, now, how did this come up? Um, well, foodie. I'm a foodie. Okay. Like I absolutely love my, my girlfriend is Chinese. Like of China, um, I came here when she was young, and we met two years ago, and we had like a, a routine of going shopping and flushing um, in the small Chinatown over there. And we would love to just eat everywhere. Um, so she introduced me to a skewer spot in flushing yeah. that had fantastic, fantastic lamb, beef, chicken skewers. Yeah. And we would get them on our walks. And they were so good that, you know, we'd come home training about them. <laughs> so like, can we go for and another walk and get more skewers? Basically, yeah. yeah, it was like it was an on the way bite to eat. Yep, and they were so good. Like we're like, wow, all right. So then we're up here thinking, like, you know, what do we know? So, yeah, it was just like we never. I love food, and it was just, um, okay, why don't we try a hot dog cart, and um, maybe we can make some money like that. Yeah, and Jen said, well, what about the skewers? You love the skewers, and she's like, we can figure this out. I'm like, well, okay, let's give it a shot. Whoa. Okay. That's, that's like, let's give it a shot. And then, you know, the steps between let's give it a shot and, you know, here's your hot, delicious food, sir. May I take your money now? They're like, there's a lot of steps between that. So can you kind of walk us through a little bit? How did that go? Did you have to deal with the, you know, the department of health or how do you get the certificate to open up? And yeah, once you have the idea, okay, then what? Yeah. Well, I mean, when your back's against the wall, you know, you're kind of like, you just have to go for it. So yeah, there was a mountain of unknowns. Like I had never worked in food service, nor had Jen, my girlfriend. And, um, we didn't know what it would take for insurance or department of health. And, um, I was fortunate. My neighbor, uh, Scott, he was, you know, able to, we'll give this guy a call at the department of health. And we, you know, talked to the, uh, lead sanitarium and he advised that there was a couple of things that you need to do. Um, as far as, you know, food safety, um, develop your recipe and you submit a menu. Um, in addition to that, we had to get, you know, a, a permit to pedal in, uh, Kuchectin, So we paid our, our, our VIG to the, the town and we got our permit there. We got our insurance. So we're, uh, we're insured in case anybody, you know, twists an ankle or gets a, a um, 
an upset stomach or whatever, yeah. we can we can take care of anything that happens there. Uh-huh. Um, and yeah, we just basically it was like a checklist. And New York, uh, I think, has a wonderful business um, center that, where, that literally you just type in what you want to do, and it says here, do these ten things. Whoa. Set up your tax ID number, tax your. And so we did all these like you know really adult things. It's and, like a yeah, it's like a punch list. You just kind of work your way through. It's like a punch list. It's like, you know, it was like a business center and kind of just took us through the steps. And yeah, there's some, there's some red tape and there's definitely some, you know, boring things that you have to get through to get here. But, um, we did it. And then it was a lot, a lot of, uh, sweat equity and elbow grease into our, our backyard of cleaning up the yard and, um, putting together the tent and building the counter and seats and painting and um (laughs) developing a menu (laughs) how to cook for a lot of people Uh, it's yeah it's we're totally winging it um and we've been so grateful for everyone being patient and understanding that you know sometimes our fries will come out we'll we'll miss a skewer or (laughs) yeah sure you know opening night at a restaurant is always a little bit of a challenge or the opening week or whatever it might honestly for you like if you've never done this before i'll you know i'll I'll cut you some slack for a couple of years here buddy like you you take all the time you need all right you drop a skewer or two that's fine we'll deal with it um So I, I got to say, okay, so, well, we're going to, we actually, we're, we're, we're up against a break here. So what we're going to do is we're going to take a little pause here. Uh, me and Dave are going to come back and, and we're going to talk all about what's on the menu at Dave's Backyard Skewers, w- what inspired the menu, uh, and maybe some plans for the future. Also, Dave, I've got a couple of little food secrets that I would love to share with you uh, as we move into the third and final segment of Taste Test, 30, uh, Taste Test Thursday. Excuse me. My guest is Dave Lieber from Dave's Backyard Skewers uh, on uh, Route 97 in Coshecton, New York, right next to the old pump house. If you happen to know that landmark, you definitely live in this neck of the woods. We'll be back on Taste Test Thursday. We're back. Taste Test Thursday continues here on 95.3 DNH. I'm your host, Adam Owens, and every Thursday morning, me and a guest talk about life, work, and, of course, food. Uh, my guest, Dave Lieber, and I have a lot of food to talk about. Dave opened up Dave's Backyard Skewers, I don't know, just a week or two ago uh, in, as the name suggests, his own backyard. Dave, do you mow the lawn, too? I'm, I mow the lawn, too. <laughs> <laughs> you wash a lot of bottles. You wear a lot of hats. All right. Uh, I do. Cool. So, Dave, uh, what a story. Like, moved uh, from Wisconsin to New York City, uh, pursued a career uh, in, in in set design and building, got working in Broadway, got working on TV and film. Then it all shut down, and you had to do something. And, you know, necessity being the mother of invention, you moved to your place in the country and started a restaurant in the backyard. Like, I, I'm – my hat's off to you, dude. That is a That is a big leap to take, and you seem to have done pretty well. Oh, thanks. Yeah, it definitely was a leap, and we're, I feel like I'm still falling at times <laughs> trying to figure this out. Now, uh, you, speaking of falling, your your girlfriend slash partner Jin is 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 living with you, correct? That is correct. And and she's you're you know you're recording remotely. We're 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 doing this remotely right now. You're in your car, uh, literally in the parking lot. And J- is Jin riding shotgun with you right now? She sure is. Hey, Jin. Yes, just right next to him. <laughs> How are you today? I'm good. We are good. The sun is up. Weather's nice. Beautiful. Summer's here. Tempo yes. skiers. And uh, are you are you pretty happy with the job that Dave does mowing the lawn? Like, does he do pretty good? Yeah, I have to, you know, make sure he's doing the work. That's why I'm here too. To make sure he's not like spoil our secret spice. Right, and you're gonna right, you're gonna elbow him if he gives away any of the trade secrets, right? Yeah, yeah, good. Definitely. Good. <laughs> 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 All right. So, um, so you open so on a on a wing and a prayer. You open Dave's backyard skewers. Now, this the specialty, of course, as the name suggests, is the skewer. So we're talking about meat on a stick, right? Yeah, 
meat on a stick. I mean, that is like a that is like a, a a global universal language. Like you can go to almost any country on earth, and you can find somewhere delicious meat on a stick. Um, mm-hmm. Is there a particular you know sort of ethnic inspiration that comes with this? Hmm. Um, it, I, the, the recipe is from Jin's, my my partner's uh, home province. I can't, it's a Cantonese style skewer. Okay. He doesn't know anything. <laughs> so if you want to know about the spice, ask me. Okay, we'll, we'll ask Jen about the spice. So okay, so so this the meat gets chopped up into small like cubes or small pieces, right? Yes, that's correct. And then and get does it get a marinade or does it just go straight on the skewer? Um, all of our meat gets a marinade in the morning. So every day we take uh, we take our fresh meat, we bring it before we open up. We marinate each. The chicken, beef, and lamb each has its own special blend of spices and uh, marinades, and we let them sit for about 30 minutes in the morning before we do any barbecuing. Yep. Uh, and then, of course, after we get it on the grill, and I'm sure you've seen that, too, we have a, a couple of secret uh, last-minute powders that go on right before we serve them up. Okay, right. So this is – I call this magic dust. Like, you've got these <laughs> you've got these little shaker containers that you sprinkle onto the meat before it's served. And is this the spice blend that Jin is so closely guarding? Yes, that is our secret recipe. All That's right. our All secret spice. So, so, Jin, you don't have to give away the secret, but can you tell us some of the ingredients that go into the spice blend? Well, I am sure everybody knows about the Chinese five spice. Yep, delicious. Yeah. So that is in it. And then additional to that, we will add another about 20 spice powder in it. To mix it like ginger powder or cinnamon powder, etc. Yum. Are they now? Um, is it spicy? Like uh, hot, hot, spicy? Well, spicy. It's a choice. It's an option. So okay. we have two bottles. If you want it spicy, we can t- like p- put the chili powder in it to tingle your lips. So it's not too hot. It's more like um, it's a. How do you how do you say it? Uh, like an aromatic flavor. Yeah, sure. Exactly. Yeah, it's not. It's oh, it's actually good for children. Like children can take it, so it's not that spicy. But if somebody does like spicy food, you can you can you can certainly make it spicy. Oh yeah, we can definitely turn it up. Turn up the heat. Okay, good, good. Okay, so you've got you've got ch- uh, chicken on a skewer. You've mm-hmm. got lamb and you've got beef. So those are those are three fantastic meats to put on a skewer. Um, there's also uh, the hot hot dogs. Now you initially sort of said like let's do a hot dog cart, so you actually do have hot dogs, yeah? Yeah, we do have a hot dog for the um, uh, for the unadventurous, or you know what, for someone who just wants a hot dog. I got I had the hot dog there a couple of days ago. It's fantastic. You put like crunchy onions on it, like yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We'd love to maybe someday do like a signature hot dog right now, but we're a skewer guy, you know, we're a skewer stand. So we want to, we want to focus on, we want to do one thing. We want to do it well. Yeah. So that the hot dog's just there. And, and, you know, like sort of what you say, do one thing, do it well. The menu at, at Dave's is, I would call it very simple. There's only a few things on the menu, but you know what? It's perfect. It's like, it's, you're not overloaded with choices. You do have a couple of choices to make. There are some, also some other cool things on the menu. You've got like these watermelon slushes, these mango slushes. Are you using real fruit there? hundred percent real fruit, fresh cut every morning. Oh, beautiful. And then I actually, I actually went and I had the fries a couple of days ago and the French fries are fantastic. They're like shoestring cut, really skinny, like super crispy, and and maybe like a little floppy in some of them too. That's like a perfect fair fry. Uh, are you like a fry guy? 
we just yeah we fell into it like we we started doing fries and then Jen took them away like she started she added some seasoning to them and tossed them and figured out how to make them crispy on the outside and fluffy on the inside mm. and the fries are incredible yeah. oh man so i okay all right dave i have a good feeling there's a handful of people now who would like to know a little better where exactly dave's backyard skewers is located and when particularly it is open so can you kind of help us find the place yes all right so we're located um, halfway between Narrowsburg and Calicoon on Route 97 in okay. Cochecton. Yep. Uh, where it intersects with uh, 116. Oh, 116. Uh, the uh, Meyer Road. There's, isn't there like a, a dump on 116 or something like that? Yeah, there is. That's where they everybody turns off to go to Lake Huntington, which is also to get to the transfer station. Right. Okay. Um, okay. But you're so you're right on 97, pretty much smack mm-hmm. between Narrowsburg and and Calicoon. And you've got a great sign on the side of the road too. Who who did the signs? Uh, that's Jen again. She she did all the graphic design. She's oh, very talented. She's great. She's yeah, the signs are yeah. great. And the, the how, do, how do I say this? The uh, the aesthetic of the place is top notch. It's really just uh, it feels cool. I mean, you know, you could have just had a little hot dog cart, but you definitely put a little personality to it. So well done. No, thank you. No. Um, okay, so uh, Dave, uh, is there a Facebook page? Is there a website? Are you social media savvy? How's that working out? Yeah, we actually have a Facebook and an Instagram. Um, and it's, uh, Dave's, I think, uh, at Dave's backyard skewers. Yeah. That sounds the right to me. Or Dave's backyard skewers. And yeah. if the location is hard to find for people, it's easier if they can just search on Google and Google map will lead them here. Okay. Excellent. Right. So Google map knows the address. If you just get it up on Google and hit navigate on your phone, which we can all do because we're living in the future, it should just take you right there. <laughs> Excellent. Yes. Now, what about uh, hours of operation? If somebody comes on a Tuesday, are you there, or are you only weekends? Nah, we're right now we're, we're weekends for Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, and we're opening from 11.30 to about 8.30, and so, you know, if people hang out, we'll stay open a little bit later. Cool. Excellent. 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 So, um, you know, I have been, I got to say, the, the skewers are fantastic. Uh, the seasoning blend you're using is awesome. I love... I love meat on a stick, but I just love it, especially even more over like a little charcoal grill, which you've got going. It gets a little crispy on the outside. The fat gets a little, you know, crunchy, but still soft and melty and delicious. And uh, Dave, I just, I think you're doing it right, man. I'm really glad that you had time to join us on the air this morning. Uh, one more thing before we go. Now, typically uh, I share something to eat with my guests. Now you've kind of shared with me tons of delicious food over the last couple of times that I've been out to see you at the place. Um, I have a tip for you. Now you don't have to take oh. this necessarily, but I have a tip for you or anybody who's listening who maybe goes to Dave's and orders uh, too many skewers and has extra left over. Bring the skewers home, take the meat off of them, chop it up a little more with like a good knife, and then use that chopped up meat in scrambled eggs, uh, you know, cheese quesadillas, uh, put it in your lasagna for all I care. But basically, Dave is setting you up with this amazingly seasoned meat. If you have extra, take it home and use it in whatever you're cooking. And, and Dave, I tell you what, make some quesadillas and throw in the chopped up uh, beef or lamb, and you will you'll never go back, dude. It's so good. <laughs> Maybe it's a new menu item for the well, Dave's backyard 2.0. You know, you don't have to call it you don't have to call it the Adam Owens, but you're more than welcome to if you like. You know, I'd be happy to <laughs> to donate my naming rights to that. That's just fine. Uh, Dave Lieber from Dave's Backyard Skewers joining me here on Taste Test Thursday. And Dave, I'm sorry to say it, dude, but we are out of time for the morning. This has been a lot of fun. 
that has. Thanks a lot. Oh, my absolute pleasure. Uh, if you'd like to find out more about Dave's Backyard Skewers, pretty much just follow them on Facebook or look at my Facebook page because I've got about 20,000 photos of my trip there. Uh, they did an awesome job uh, serving up some delicious cold drinks, awesome hot skewers, and you can follow Dave's online. Just look for Dave's Backyard Skewers on social media and look for the signs on the side of Route 97. If you're driving by on a weekend and they're there, definitely make the turn and stop in. Uh, Dave, again, thank you for joining me. And Jin, thank you for joining in as well. Friends, uh, this entire conversation has been recorded. If you'd like to listen another time or send it on to somebody who lives out in this neck of the woods and you think ought to check out Dave's Backyard Skewers, just go to radiobold.com slash taste test Thursday for a complete download of today's show as a podcast. That's radiobold.com slash taste test Thursday. And that about wraps up the show for this morning. Uh, I want to thank you for joining in and listening. Thanks again to Dave and Jen for joining us. And my friends, until the next time we talk, stay safe and be good to each other.